0: So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We give you weekly updates on things you want to know, like off-the-court stories, game highlights, and all-around sports knowledge. Now, mostly highlighting NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. Today, we're going to give you the best of LeBron in going for that MVP race after two great matchups against the Bucks and the Clippers. The Rockets in there slide down after their small ball experiment, the coronavirus and how it's affecting the NBA along with other sports, the Brooklyn Nets firing their head coach Kenny Atkinson and a little bit of NFL with Dak Prescott's contract negotiations with the Cowboys. But before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex and Mohammed and go ahead and say something for them.
1: Hey, just want to say what's up to all our listeners. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, including Instagram and Twitter.
0: Yeah, uh, sports is either going to get very uh, interesting very soon here or reach a certain halt. But we'll get into that more when we cover uh, some things later on in the show. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with LeBron and his MVP race because it was kind of out of hand these past months of the season that Giannis would be the MVP and whether he would end up being the unanimous MVP. But as LeBron's team has stayed at the top of the West has actually only increased the, uh, the better that they would actually make the championship and along with beating these two great teams this past weekend Starting off with his matchup against Giannis and the Bucks, LeBron goes off for 37 points and follows that up with a winning game against the Clippers, scoring 28, nine rebounds and seven assists, as he took on those two main stars on both teams, head on Giannis and Kawhi, who are debated as being better players in the world than LeBron has been for over the past decade. Uh, to add it on, LeBron has kind of listed his stats in many ways. He is now the assist leader all year uh, for the NBA. He has averaged roughly the same amount of points. He's averaged right around 20, 36, and has risen his three, sorry, his free throw percentage to 78%, which is above league average. Which has only been the real knock when you came when it came to LeBron and him getting to the line. But I ask, after these great performances and these great feats, has LeBron taken over as a league MVP?
1: Well, um, LeBron, he is playing very well, like he always does. He is trying to control the narrative and trying to play his best at the end of the season. But no, he has not taken over the MVP race. Um, People are just looking for a reason to give it to him. And not give it to Giannis. We have to look at the whole season in totality rather than just currently. Um, he may have beaten both of those teams back to back, but those aren't just going to put you in the forefront for the MVP race. There has to be more. He, he's he's really going to have to go on a complete tear from every single game from now on because, no, he th- this does not make up for the rest of the season. And Giannis is still the leader for the MVP race. I can
0: completely disagree <laughs> because, no, I feel LeBron has taken over with this uh, last two moves. Now, going one-on-one with Giannis, he showed lock him down. Uh, Giannis, his ending score is quite deceptive from the way the game actually went. He scored 10 easy, quick points, and then once LeBron guarded up on him, from then on, he went, I'm pretty sure, about 3 for 10 uh, while LeBron was guarding him, and he guarded him from in the end of the game. He also uh, followed that up with a great performance two days later against the Clippers, knowing what he needed to do, matched up with Kawhi as Kawhi got zero assists, and he got some empty points uh, as they won close to about 10 points uh, over over the Clippers, Uh, and putting up 38 points, almost scoring 40 points, along with those nine rebounds and seven assists. So, he's at least shown he's the best player in the world as we shouldn't have doubted. And the only thing to doubt him was about him getting hurt last year. It's crazy how people play it out that way. Uh, It's not like he really lost any momentum while he was healthy. Uh, But to sum it up, I say LeBron has, he's not taken over, but he's at least a little, only one notch behind Giannis and the narrative will continue to flow him past Giannis by the end of the year.
1: So, In this situation, people were just trying to give just any reason for LeBron to get the MVP, even though he has a teammate that's averaging more points and rebounds than him. But nobody talks about that. And also, he is somewhere close to being Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'm I'm talking about Anthony Davis, but he most likely won't be. But nobody talks about that. They just look at LeBron. Of course, he is the best player in the world. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But Giannis has been the MVP for the whole season. And just for one week, just to turn the whole narrative, I, that's just not right.
0: It's it's not one week. It's not one week. He's been doing this. It's just that people felt that, that Giannis, increasing his averaging points, rebounds, and all these other things, that he pretty much makes him the MVP. But as people have a perspective back on the season, they seem that LeBron has uh, had control of the West the entire time. He, and his notch sure before was always he was playing in the weak east, and that's why he always ran through them. Whether he decided to be number one uh, in that or whether he decided to be a little bit lower because he was playing for the playoffs. So that's one thing. He's already crossed off the list. He has been at the top. He is the main reason why they've been at the top in the West, which is the harder division, hands down. Uh, And he's had a large gap between him and the other teams. I know he has a great uh, teammate, which you're definitely right, but that's the whole point uh, of winning a championship. Most times you need at least two great stars, and it's not like they have three.
1: Yeah, they they don't have three, but it's almost like – Giannis has been put into the James Harden narrative and the Russell Westbrook narrative. He is doing just as good or even better than what he did for his previous MVP season, but people don't care about that. They want the better story.
0: Well, they've all been caught up by that. You can put LeBron in that pot. LeBron hadn't gotten those any MVPs in those past couple of years, and we can debate about which ones he should have had or not had, but we're not going to go there. But he has been caught up by that same thing. That we've gotten used to his greatness and the fact that he's gotten better. He literally, by stats, has gotten better every single year. It's crazy if you really look back. Uh, His average for points, his average for rebounds, his average for assists, he's done it all on those things. Uh, Reaching points at the youngest age, all of that. But he's been held by that same standard of... Hey, that, that little look. So I agree. I actually agree that, yes, Giannis gotten put putting in that bubble, just like James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook when he he's av- averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons, and he won an MVP the first year, and th- then after that nobody really cared about his triple-double seasons. So I, I completely agree, but I, I'll actually let you respond because I'm going to list off all the reasons why LeBron should be uh, the MVP. <laughs>
1: No, you can go ahead and uh, list your reasons.
0: Okay, so first of all, top of the West. He's 35, and he's uh, he's hands down at at minimum the number two player in the league this year. He does not take off games, not by by no low management standards. And I'm not saying Giannis does at all. Uh, he is not in the weak East, as people said. So it's you got to count that against Giannis. And the fact that... Uh, LeBron back then had worse teams than uh, Milwaukee has had around him, uh, hands down. I I think almost every one of his teams, after he's been like this MVP level in the past three years, has had a better team than LeBron probably ever had other than the years where he had Kevin Love and Kyrie healthy.
1: So they're Um, better than the Heat
0: teams? No, I talk about the Cavs. I'm talking about only years in the Cavs. That's why I said the Cavs. I'm not talking about any years. We're talking about the Cavs. And I had to discount also the years where he had uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love healthy because I can't disrespect them like that. Uh, But, and that's really only two years where they were healthy. Uh, But out of this, I'm saying that LeBron has raised the level on assists. He is at least three ahead of the next person. He's averaged at the same points. Didn't choose. He chooses not to average more points because that is a heavy selection uh, for what he is doing. He wants to facilitate. He's 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 the prime reason why they are number one. And and this is going to really notch against Giannis in the end. It's because the Bucks won't be able to reach seven games now. Sorry, 70 games, which is that little notch that we're going to go for. They can't do it now because they lost too many games already. They lost uh, to, I think, the Jazz uh, just a a couple days ago, Uh, or it was the Nuggets. I I always get confused with their colors. But uh, pretty much, they won't be able to reach 70. And if the Lakers overtake the Bucks and win like wins per year, because that's still possible, then it's hands down that LeBron's gonna win it. But Even without that, I think people want to give it to him because LeBron has, it's been so long since LeBron's actually won the MVP award, and he has been hands down the greatest player in the league for the past, over a decade.
1: Well, I think the last point that you made is the most important one. Like I was saying, Mm -hmm. people want to give it to him. They they want any reason to give it to him. Of course, he is playing well, but I think Giannis has done even better, and he's had a overall better season, but people are just looking for that one reason to give LeBron the MVP and in this case, him winning two big games over the weekend has pushed him into that forefront. People were just waiting on it.
0: Well, actually I have an interesting interesting, I think it's scenario in my head or, or uh, I think or conspiracy that James Harden is going to be the reason why LeBron wins the MVP and it, it's going to just, just follow me here. You know the whole beef between James Harden and Giannis, right?
1: Yeah, so you, you're yeah. talking about he doesn't hey, listen. it doesn't take any skill.
0: Yeah, he said it doesn't take any skill. Anybody can run through the lane, all of that stuff. Yes. And I think that beef and him uh, Harden going against uh, what? Uh, discounting Giannis. Sorry, not Giannis. Discounting Giannis. Harden discounting Giannis. It kind of puts a lens on other people's eyes like is it does it take a lot and and then we actually probably give LeBron even more credit it's it's the timing that is just so happening working for LeBron also
1: um I think that's one of the least things that people are looking at I I think it's more (laughs) just them just trying to give him I'm not thinking
0: consciously I'm not thinking I'm not saying that they're thinking this consciously Like, they're choosing that thing to be the root thing. I think unconsciously, they are sizing up what Giannis does versus what LeBron does and giving a little bit more credence to what LeBron does because he does it very cerebral. And Giannis does the Euro and then dunks.
1: So, you're going to penalize him for uh, his, his style of play?
0: I'm not, but I'm saying unconsciously, the people who are thinking like other people more than likely are kind of thinking that way. Unconsciously, they're thinking, you know what, let me give LeBron a little bit more credit because this is that's the only thing that Giannis does. But that's not the only thing Giannis does. That's just what he's known for.
1: Well, I I just go back to the narrative. Um, people are trying to give LeBron the MVP for any reason. Like you said, um, he hasn't had it in a while. Just off of last season, rem- Remember when when everybody was saying that he was falling off and all that stuff, and then that led into this year where it's the narrative created the Wash King, and that has rolled that that huge wave into almost getting an MVP at this point.
0: Well, there's a little bit of campaign campaigning in this race. That's what uh, LeBron knows this. He knew what he had to do this weekend. He knew he had to uh, play against the Bucs and not only just play against the Bucs. Let me make it. He said, let me throw it on a little extra. I'm going to guard Giannis the whole way and I'm going to stop him, stop him. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this up. I'm 35. I'm going to follow this up with, oh, the Kawhi, the person who's supposed to be better than me, huh? All right. Well, we're going to shut all that down. He gets no assists, and I'm going to guard him one on one. I, he knows the narrative. He know how to play this because there is a certain amount of campaigning in the MVP race. People have to like you. And of yeah. course people like Giannis, but people love LeBron.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, LeBron knows all about advertisement and getting his name out there because that's how he's gotten to this point. Of course, with his play also. But um, he's become. I think with social media, the biggest player ever, as far as notoriety and people just want to follow him every single day, it's a 24-hour news cycle with LeBron.
0: I, I agree. But it's what's crazy, it's not crazy. At least we have the chance of somebody who's worthy of it. Because he does not abuse his power. If anything, he abuses it on. It's, it's sports stuff. It's still entertainment stuff. That's what he abuses it on. But... Other than that, he's been a a, a perfect model of being a, a black male. He's he's um, built schools. He's he's done many things out, even more things off the court than he's done on the court, and he's quite amazing on the court. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. Just like his game, he's an all around great person off the field. Well, off the court. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. But uh, we <laughs> haven't even get past the last uh, first question, so I'm gonna go ahead and move on. Uh, it's still about the Lakers and LeBron, Uh, who, sorry, is the Bucks success due to Giannis's greatness or a weak Eastern conference?
1: I think it's due to really both. Um, Giannis is definitely great. He he has uh, risen to the top of the East as the best player. And after you get past number six in the East, it's, it's pretty weak. Um, you got Brooklyn at seven. That's without Kyrie. And then Orlando, uh, the, the magic. But the top of the East is pretty, pretty competitive with Toronto, Boston, Miami. And then the pace is a little bit. And then the 76ers. So I would say half of the conference or at least half of the conference is not really that good at all. But they still have a lot of competition at the top.
0: Yeah, I'll say, yeah, I can agree. But, yeah, if I'm answering the question, um, is it his greatness or is it or is it the weak Eastern Conference? It's definitely the ah, – I can't say definitely. That's that's just so disrespectful. But it is definitely poured on that it's a weak East. Like, you – I didn't even put in the numbers of, like, what teams are there in these last lots who are pretty much just by default getting into the playoffs just because it has to be eight player playing teams. And if they dished it out, they'd probably get put out of the playoffs if they weighed the West along with the East and did it that way, uh, up and down 16 teams. So I'm gonna have to say uh, it's more about the weak East. It's not he is great, but it makes it quite easy when half the you're more than half because. There's still people who missed the playoffs out of that. I'm not even. I am mean, we're just talking about the playoff teams, but more than half of the league, or not the league, but your your conference, completely sucks.
1: Yeah, they they do. They really do. But it's really just top heavy. Well, that's, that says that's a lot really for the thing. West,
0: and that says a lot for LeBron. Uh, just to kind of put it back, like through one through possibly nine to ten are real competitors. They're not real, real competitors. Like they're gonna win the championship, but they're competitors that you can, you're gonna have a really good game against. Because uh, you throw in at the bottom of the West, the uh, Minnesota, sorry, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Lakers actually lost not uh, too long ago to them. Um, then you have the Pelicans, who are now good. When you put Zion in play, and then you also have Portland, who's sitting at the bottom. Who's fighting to go in? Who should already be in the uh, playoffs? And I'm not even talking about the actual playoff teams.
1: Well, uh, I think you should just throw Portland out. They're, they're not making the playoffs. They're like four games behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. But
0: nah, I, I don't never uh, count out Dane because he's he's the he's done a whole lot more. And of course, he's has been out for a little while here. Uh, the past couple games, as some people may not know. Uh, But to move it along, who has the upper hand in a playoff game or matchup uh, if they face each other, LeBron
1: or Kawhi? Okay, are you talking about as far as team-wise or just player for player? Player for player. Player for player? It'll have to be LeBron because he has the all-around game. He can set up everybody and get his own at any time. Um, And he also has the most experience. He's been there before, done that, won championships. Kawhi has also, but... Kawhi has not he hasn't been near the top for that long Um, it's only been maybe four or five years where he's been in this conversation as one of the best players in the league Um, and he doesn't have the exact all-around game but he definitely does play better defense Um, but I think team for team it's it's gonna be the Clippers because they are the more deep team but I would not count out LeBron in a series.
0: I think you smack for that one. That is, there's no way because yeah, I'm, I'm going to address the team for team. Cause I, I have to address that. It wasn't even part of the question, but I'm gonna go uh, with the main question. Is it going to be LeBron or Kawhi? Of course I'm picking LeBron. And also that you said in the past five years, whether he's been the uh, top player talking about Kawhi or in the top list, it's really been three years. It's Cause he was hurt three years ago and if we can really say it it last two years, because he was completely hurt for one year and he was not in the top five at that time uh, at all. Uh, And then you follow that up where he came back and he went to Toronto, which is also still a very great playoff team right now. uh, And he was considered in the top. And then you have this year because of last year. Uh, So yeah, I'm definitely going to pick LeBron. LeBron's carry much lesser teams, to a championship or actually well not a championship but a finals uh now i say not when i to address the team too i still pick the lakers especially after their last two additions and they still have another slot open when they added um marquise morris i'm not sure which morris it is but they got one of the morris twins and they got the better morris twins which really added some more length to their team which they were already pretty tall like they're 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 pretty tight on the defense now. Like, I really feel they are better, could be a better defensive team than the Clippers right now, especially the way the Clippers have played recently, uh, getting scored a lot of points on. Um, Then, when it comes to the Clippers, oh, sorry, the other uh, pickup by the Lakers, Deion Waiters. Deion Waiters is an instant popcorn. He is that, uh, as soon as he gets in the game, he can produce some points. And that's exactly what they needed. And hopefully he becomes some type of closure for them or even one of the people we already have.
1: Okay. But um, of course I'm still going to, I, I'm not going to count out LeBron in a seven game series, but I think the Clippers are still an all around better team. I, I actually think they won't even meet. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, like for
0: some reason, I really feel like neither are going to meet and it's due to, it's going to be due to the Clippers ending up with a very hard, First round or second round opponent. Somebody who you just, they shouldn't have met in the first round. Like, let's say the Nuggets. And the Nuggets just somehow, some way, it out in seven games. Or, who's the other people? They could, have, they could face the Rockets. The Rockets be like, you know, I'm not going out in the first round. The Clippers like, I'm not going out in the first round, but somebody got to go down. It, it, they can get a bad matchup. The Lakers are pretty much just facing the bottom of the league. Because they're going to be number one.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I can see that. I, I can definitely see that um, in, in that situation. People, well, a lot of people have been waiting for the Battle of L.A. for the Western Conference Finals. But, I mean, that could easily not happen on either side, really.
0: I, I agree. And I don't really think the Lakers would lose to anybody else. I really have, like, like it's crazy. Outside of the Clippers, I have no idea of a threat from any one of those other teams. Even if it was the Rockets, um, I think they win in six, if at best, for the Rockets. Um, so, like, who are the other um, Western teams right now in the playoffs? It, there were the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, uh, the Rockets, the,
1: the Jazz, yeah. OKC, okay. um, Dallas, and Dallas. Memphis.
0: In Memphis. Okay, okay, so that was nine teams. So we're actually either uh, Jazz or the Nuggets aren't in. Maybe the Nuggets aren't. I'm not sure. No, no, both
1: of them. Both of those teams are in.
0: So the Grizzlies, I think, are right outside of it. But it can, no, they're number can, eight. They're number eight. Okay, so Dallas is number seven. Yeah. Okay, that that's who. And imagine uh, Luca going up against the Clippers. I, I think he loses that matchup. But it's very likely that neither one of those teams
1: meet. I guess. Um, I mean, they are one and two right now. So we'll see. So that means
0: you meet up in the uh, Western Conference finals. You have to like y'all would both have to win all the way out there. And otherwise, if it it doesn't go its way for either one of the other two in the first two rounds, which is very likely. And I think less likely for the Lakers versus the Clippers um, because they can end up with a bad matchup. I, the Lakers will smash the, uh, the um, Grizzly. Um, it's, it's, I And even if they play Dallas, uh, that might go five, maybe six at the best. It, each, each one of those teams I don't think is a real threat. But if it wasn't one of these teams like maybe the Rockets, OKC, or anything like that in the second round, it's going to be some trouble for the Clippers.
1: Why does OKC give the Clippers trouble and not the Lakers?
0: Uh, because I think there's more energy towards uh, Chris Paul coming through, and I still think that they'll beat them. I think they would still beat them, because Chris Paul has beef. He can have beef with the Clippers and the um, uh, the Rockets. He can he can bring it towards either one of them because he has some type of beef left with either one.
1: Well, I think it'll be just as hard for the Lakers if they are just. If they're if they are as hard for the Clippers, they're going to be just as hard for the Lakers. I, I don't think either one is harder.
0: Well, I, I don't think either one of those teams beat the Clippers or the Lakers. Uh, I don't think. No, they, me neither. OKC, but I, I think it'll be I don't the think same. Dallas or I don't think uh, the Grizzlies. Like I think, I think those are the three teams. They won't be either one of those teams. Now the other ones will give them trouble.
1: Yeah, Dallas, Memphis. I, I don't really see them being as even OKC. Huge I don't think threats. they're
0: going to win either.
1: No, no, I don't think OKC will win either, but they're not going to be easy to beat.
0: True, but I think that's at best going to six games. It's
1: I mean, not that's, going to seven. But, but those can be a tough six games. Um, that's, I mean, that's one game away from seven, so. I'm thinking
0: that was, that's the they, best scenario. That they well, can come I mean, out with. yeah,
1: that is the best scenario, but it still could be a tough game. I think OKC plays very good defense, and they've pulled out a lot of wins, and they can uh-huh. come back too.
0: Yeah, I don't, I can't disrespect him. It's not like I really watched him like that. Chris Paul has been a, a real true general uh, by sticking it out in OKC as we both thought he was going to be on the move and exactly still put this team in contention. I, I actually think that helps his legacy just to get off a little off track there. Um, but uh, let me move it along. The uh, second subject is about the coronavirus and how it's affecting sports today. Um, with the threat of the coronavirus growing higher each day, the NBA has started to prepare to try and protect the players. Recent statements uh, they recommend to fist bump instead of handshake with fans um, will limit media and other access to the locker rooms and other sports to follow suit so far have been the MLB, Baseball League, the MLS, that's soccer, uh, along with the NHL, hockey. They've all said they will no longer have media in the, uh, in the locker rooms and they're no longer allowed as the threat of the coronavirus has been really risen, risen very recently. Now, most recently, uh, the NFL said for players to prepare to play without fans in attendance. In response, LeBron directly responds to that comment and, quote, says, I ain't going to play. I ain't playing. And he follows that up with, I ain't got the fans. I ain't got the fans in the crowd. That's who I play for. I play for my teammates. I play for the fans. That's what it is all about. If I show up in the arena and there is no fans in there, I ain't playing. They can do what they want to do. So it is really Then a possible debate about what will happen in lots of these leagues, specifically in the NBA, with the playoffs coming up not too long and very soon. Uh, But is LeBron right by his comments? And do you see other stars playing players, star players following suit?
1: I think that LeBron is wrong in this situation. I don't think he should make those type of comments. Um, he should be focusing on the MVP race. You know, That's the most important thing to him right now. But um, you should have these conversations behind, behind closed doors. This was meant to make a, make, really make a statement and say, we're not going to play, and everybody else is going to follow behind me, because he is a trendsetter.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I thought you were going to say more there. I really not No, no, no. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, he is a trendsetter, and I wouldn't really advise against him. I wouldn't advise him to say, I, I guess he can choose not to play. It doesn't really matter. Like, I wouldn't want to be playing in the MD gym um, if I'm used to playing to the fans. Uh, like, it just feels just like practice, if anything, but he's being recorded at practice. I guess it really isn't that different from his regular life. Uh, So actually I don't see what LeBron's problem is Um, because we already watch him at practice and he already has cameras on him uh, on that. And I don't know. I I don't know why he exactly chose to take this position, but I do respect his right to not want to play. Um, It seems like it might not be entertaining uh, for at least them in the field they're used to. Um, But whether other star players will follow suit, I actually do think so. Like, if it comes down to it, if it really does come down to it, I think the narrative may change to, if they're going to be home, I should be home also. And maybe that's how LeBron justifies his comments, uh, because that's really the only justifiable reason to take that position.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I also think that players will follow suit and they'll get behind that narrative that LeBron says for uh, the NBA. But I don't think it was the right time or place to say that. Just have some conversations behind cl- closed doors to the point where, OK, y'all come out as a group and say we're not going to do this or. We're going to go forward with playing the games. Don't just make a statement like that.
0: I I, I agree, but I think if he's smart, which I think he's he's pretty smart, he's just going to change the narrative. Watch, watch him probably say exactly what I said. That I, if the fans are home, I should be home too. I, I
1: just feel like that 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 would be his response. Yeah, I mean, he'll complain about. Yeah, I got a family and all that. I want them to be protected, and I want to be there for them, all that stuff. But do that behind closed doors. He's really just forcing the <laughs> you issue.
0: You don't yet. have to ask him to do that, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's forcing the issue. He's he's making people make quick decisions.
0: Well, he's he's putting in on the NBA. Is I don't know why he's choosing to, to take this fight with the NBA because it's not really a one he needed to take. But I guess he just. Maybe he was just in the moment. I do, we do forget that. They randomly ask you these questions you don't think about uh, when it comes to these star players, and specifically LeBron, LeBron. And he he wants to be as honest as possible without there being a conflict of interest, as he probably answered many questions. But he felt he was safe by responding that, hey, I do this for the fans. I'm not about to play if the fans aren't in the
1: stands. I mean, I, I, I guess, but. I mean, there was no reason to say that. I don't know. He, he, he could have said something else. <laughs> I mean, just dismiss the question.
0: Yeah, uh, but I, I guess I'm just guessing, but maybe it is, uh, stems from the idea that the uh, college league will not be playing, possibly not playing with fans in the stands, which I, I don't even get how they make any money going forward with these things unless they're getting dollars from uh, the commercials. But you lose a large part of the re- revenue from actual fans in the stands, the concessions and the merchandise.
1: Yeah, but um, they're taking the necessary precautions to make sure things don't spread.
0: Yeah, it's making the, uh, people be responsible, at least big companies be responsible. Because trust me, I think they would rather ignore the situation. Um, but uh, to, to keep it going, uh, with international soccer, teams joining in a a band of handshaking after games. Do you see this affecting the Summer Olympics in China this year?
1: Definitely. Um, People don't want to spread anything, and the way that the coronavirus has spread all throughout the world, they want to limit as much passage of germs as possible. It just might become a trend, and Every single league does it from now on. Um, But I think that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, uh,
0: I definitely think it affects Summer Olympics. I don't think the Summer Olympics actually happens this summer. Like, we underestimate how close a lot of these events are. It's already March, and it's about to be March Madness, uh, which puts a lot of fans in a lot of different stadiums and in close vicinity of each other as they have to – Consider completely canceling these big annual events that produce large amounts of income. Like I, like it's crazy how much income from these specific things. Um, then you have the NBA Finals and playoffs, which I think will have to deal with less than other sports. Um, and then you have because I can't watch college basketball without fans, but I can watch NBA basketball without fans. It, it just feels different. Uh, I have to because I don't have any real root and interest in the college teams. And you have to kind of it's a feel about college. But um, when it comes to these other sports, uh, it's. And especially the Summer Summer Olympics, the Summer Olympics is in the summer, which the summer is not too far away. Once again, it is March right now. Things like these these don't just go away. And to get only slightly political about it, there's been rumors that they're lying about how many cases they're getting and where they're getting them at. Uh, So... Yeah, it's completely controlling all sports and it may change the way people actually interact with each other going forward. And it's not even really about, oh, they're going to be scared to touch each other going forward, but they may be scared to, or the trend of dapping up and uh, touching the fans and things like that may go away.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Like the handshakes with the the MLS that you were just talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I think it it's a trendsetter. This will be the new norm uh, from now on.
0: Yeah, because it's then it wouldn't be logical with like even once we get over the hump on this one, like with this. Uh, um, I, I'm not sure. Ecovi- not virus, but a, a virus in general. Uh, once we get over the hump on this one and it just so happens it goes away as or maybe it doesn't. We We don't really know. But. As we get over the hump, like uh, other diseases like SARS and things like that, it's going to create this norm where it's just logical not to do it. Like, why did I ever trust doing that before? I, I really had to uh, step back when they said the NBA to advise people to not shake hands with fans but to dap them up. I was thinking, why did we ever let the, uh, tell the players to do it anyway? Or why would they even do it anyway? Because they have more invested in themselves – and they could pass on any code, anything straight from the fans. They wipe their faces. They do They do a lot of these things. And it just literally but makes no logical sense why we were doing it anyway.
1: Yeah, but people, I mean, they, they don't really think. Other than camaraderie. They, they... Wait, what?
0: Other than com- camaraderie. Other than that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. With the fans, people just want them to, I mean, the players just want to interact with their fans. They want to uh, show them some love. They weren't really thinking, you know, you just tap a purse, you know, uh, put your arm around them, take a picture, all that stuff. They, they're not really thinking about a virus or germs and all that stuff. They're just trying to please the fans because that's what the fans are there for.
0: True. And uh, just to kind of say more about like, how it's going to affect the Summer Olympics, I don't think the Summer one major reason why I don't think the Summer Olympics happen. Is because it's in China, and it it's been kind of known or rumored that that's where it originated from China, uh, which is a large problem. You have Italy; they're on complete lockdown right now. A lot of people don't know about the specifics of these uh, coronavirus, but right now, uh, Italy you can't get in or out. If you didn't
1: know, yeah, that's that's highly. Um... They're they taking this with high importance.
0: Yeah, it's getting very real. Um, So we move on uh, on a slightly lighter note, but not uh, the firing of the Nets head coach, Kenny Atkinson. And it's quite unexpected, especially since the Nets appear to be on the verge of a uh, well within the playoff race with a playoff berth without their star players, Kevin Durant and Kyrie out for the rest of the season reports say Kenny wasn't fond of coaching KD and Kyrie into the next year in the next season um, also been said that Kyrie prefers Ty Lu as head coach for the Nets so who was really behind Atkinson being fired the Nets front office Kyrie slash KD or Was this a deep plot by Coach Atkinson himself?
1: At this point, I think it's very hard to say who is to really blame for this, but I think this all just spells uh, dysfunction with the Nets, and this might spell a a lot of doom for the, the new tandem in Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and it it doesn't seem like it's going to work out for them. Uh, You already have Kyrie uh, not doing well with the current teammates, and Kevin Durant hasn't even played a single game yet. And it's it's just all dysfunction. But just to take a guess, I think that Kyrie probably has something to do with it. Um, It it seems like everywhere he goes is something wrong, (laughs) even though the team was doing well without him before that. Um, I'm not sure if Cameron Durant really had something to do with it. I don't, I don't think he has ever really played with uh, Ty Lue as the coach or being in one of his coaches. But um, I think Kyrie had something to do with this.
0: I, 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 I Okay, I'll explain my eye here because uh, I, I don't like the blame of Kyrie, Kyrie kind of in this situation. I actually think as their explanation was, this is one explanation I actually do believe, that the situation ran its course. This is the one time I believe the situation ran its course. And mostly due to the fact of, I think everybody had a part in his firing. Every, all three of those uh, entities, the front office of the Nets, uh, Kyrie slash KD, along with Atkinson himself. Now, I think it's true that Atkinson wasn't fond of uh, coaching Katie and Kyrie because it's kind of like he hijacked their team. He built a culture. He still had them in the playoffs for the past two seasons, and he actually did very well at picking talent. He That throws his chemistry all the way off because, it's of course, the narrative of the NBA is you have to have a star along with two stars to make a championship. So – I believe that he was not fond of the fact that he's going to have to cater to these star players when he built a certain type of system with the players he had and still adjusting to them, making moves without more than likely his, uh, his advice when like how, when they traded uh, D'Angelo Russell and they were actually pretty good the way they were set. Uh, It was all a push out from KD and Kyrie because they hijacked the Nets instead of going to the Knicks. Um, So, I think they had a part. Uh, he had a part there. Kyrie and KD just was probably not feeling him because he wasn't feeling them. And, and, you know, Kyrie probably wasn't feeling the fact that he wasn't catering to him. And he probably does prefer a black coach, especially Ty Lue, as he already had Ty Lue and won a championship with Ty Lue. It just it kind of makes sense uh, when it comes to Kyrie. And then the last thing, the Nets front office, I think they wanted a big name to be in that position versus somebody who you wouldn't normally be able to guess is the head coach. So I don't think they have a problem with hiring
1: Ty Lue next year. Okay, but is Ty Lue really a big name? I know he played in the NBA before, but what has he done outside of LeBron?
0: He has the championship. And you can't say outside of LeBron because he only had uh, the – uh, Cavs and then they fired him shortly into the next season he they, they fired him because you know Dan Gilbert don't care about LeBron and he was only catering to LeBron by having Ty Lue there in the starting uh the position of head coach so it literally a couple games in I mean I think it was about 13 games into the next season where LeBron wasn't there last year they fired him and since then he didn't have a job he was uh broadcasting and now he's at Assistant Coach on the Clippers, so I can't see a downfall there.
1: Uh, personally, I don't think Tyron Lue is really that good of a coach. I, I think he's okay. Um, so I, I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna take them over the top.
0: Are you saying that so? Were those championships and getting to the finals? Because he got there on his resume is is three finals appearances and a championship uh, as head coach. Like, that's his on his resume. So if anything, if we're going by resume, he does fit the slot. He does also have a championship. But I, are you saying that LeBron was more the reason he won that versus, actually, you're right, if you're if that is going to be your uh, theory. Because I was about to say, dang it, it definitely was because I thought about the block. But is that what you're saying?
1: Yes, LeBron is definitely the, the number one reason that they got that far. And with any coach, he would be. But I don't think Tyron Liu was that little extra bit that got them over the top. Do you think that they still would have made it to the finals with that previous coach, David Black, even if um, Tyron Liu didn't take over?
0: Uh, probably, because they got LeBron.
1: Yeah, see? Look, I mean, <laughs> he, he's an average coach, he's nothing special. Well, it,
0: that's, that's, it's that's an unfair, like, it's seriously unfair, um, like, comment, because almost every single coach you would say, yeah, because you got LeBron. Like, it's almost no coach, even the biggest names, Pop and Doc Rivers, that you would say, oh, yeah, it wasn't because of LeBron.
1: Yeah, but it's not like he took him over the top. He didn't didn't really add that much
0: to get LeBron to. I I would say I wouldn't downplay his resume. That's all I'm saying. Just don't downplay his resume because – by resume, he definitely fits that bill for a big time uh, coach for the Nets, and he's already worked with one of the main stars, who shouldn't have a problem with him, especially if he's requesting him.
1: Okay, I mean we say that right now, but uh, of I course, mean, yeah, we know we, we see the, the Trello destruction. destruction.
0: We know that. Yes, I, I'm not. I'm saying outside of that, at least let's say he does get somebody who he does not dislike. Like he don't dislike everybody. You mean Kyrie? Yeah, I'm talking about Kyrie. Yes.
1: No, he doesn't. But you, we see the trail of destruction. Um, I I, I, hey, I
0: agree. I, I'm with you. This keeps I definitely happening. Hear you. I definitely hear you. But I'm saying it's hopefully I, I'm, just to give him the benefit of the doubt, at least if he's gotten somebody he's requested and if we're matching up to see whether he fits by resume, he does fit that slot.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to seem too down on Kyrie. I do like him, but It just seems like a pattern.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree, but I don't don't like the full blame on him specifically because we're not giving any blame to KD, even though he's not there, but he is there. He's literally, like, hanging around the locker room and on the sidelines all the time. So he could also be a factor in this. And I still think that uh, Nets front office would have rather a big name or a name that people know to be their head coach. They want the full – Razzle dazzle to the team there, you know, the head coach, he's uh, like, like they have with the Clippers, you know, the main stars, you know, the head coach uh, and uh, their name rings bell all the way around from coach, to front office to uh, to stars. I, I just think that's kind of what they wanted. Um, so I think it's a combination of all three and yes, it ran its course because it just didn't work out for all three at this certain point, even though I think they should have still carried out the season because that's still stupid Kyrie wasn't about to play anymore, so you can't have conflict there. And they were already in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but they knew that they weren't going to do anything this year, so maybe they're just trying to get a head start on the next coach.
0: Yeah, I, that's that would actually probably make sense, but it still seems early because Tyloo's not about to lead the team right now. Uh, and I guess they still want to keep their options open and not close the books on other coaches who could be in that spot. But I doubt they gets, they don't get anybody who – You don't already know their name. Uh, But just to kind of guide it along. Are you concerned about the Nets ever making the conference finals since they haven't even played their new stars together? And it seems to be a mess behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, I am. I I struggle to see where they succeed. Um, All these other teams in the East. Who have their uh stars on them they have had some success and they've won i mean adding kd and, and uh kyrie irving is definitely going to give them su- some success but if the coach and and management aren't the best it, it, if they are more of a negative than positive then it's going to be hard to win and you see Giannis, he's dominating in the east the celtics they do very well they do very well as a team um it's just hard to see them really just succeeding. Also, the Heat, they're only going to get better. Uh, your team now, but <laughs> uh, it's mm-hmm. just hard to see them succeeding.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And I feel this what's going to end up happening just as a side effect. man. this is kind of off subject, but on subject uh, along to kind of go along about your comment about the Heat. I think Giannis ends up going to the Heat eventually. I just I I don't know why, but I'm pre-predicting that he goes to the Heat. He's going to end up needing the lead, and I think it's going to be in direct correlation to LeBron. I think he lately it's visibly been shown that Giannis is annoyed by LeBron, and he wants just as much as LeBron wants to prove he is better than the other.
1: But why would you go to the Heat though? I I don't see the reason. Well,
0: the team the team is built. There's a great young uh, team there. Without even without Jimmy Butler and without Iguodala, they have a very good young team. The organization is top to bottom great uh, when it comes to the front office, and they're about ready for a super superstar to join. I, I'm not going to discount what Jimmy Butler is, but he's not the ever in contention for the
1: best player in the league or in the MVP race. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jimmy Butler has never been looked at as the best player or a top five or anything, but he's a pretty good quality player that's good on defense mostly and he's pretty clutch.
0: Yeah, and I love their um their their they're defense oriented and they are very good on offense. Like they have some really great young players. They got Bam Alabayou, you have uh um what's the white guy name? I can't remember his name, but he's 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 a beast too. And I, I hate that I can't remember his name right now. Um, Come on! You're supposed to
1: be a fan of the team.
0: I know, I know. I'm just, I, I wasn't planning on thinking about it right now. I just other things going in my head about how I need to get back on the subject. But um, if you put Jimmy Butler's attitude about defense and not uh, everybody need to be up and uh, this is how the team is going to be run, and you add that to Giannis' intensity, which is pretty much the same type of intensity that they probably would absolutely love between each other. And if you could squeeze out one more year out of like a productive year of equal Dollar just playing defense, that is a great team. Uh, Because I think after this year, right, he would become a free agent, Correct.
1: I'm really not sure.
0: <laughs> or is it next year? Actually, I think there's one more year outside of that. So I wouldn't put Iguodala in the question, but the rest of the team is greatly built for him to succeed, and he gets to stay in the East, which is just not a wise decision to go to the West.
1: No, not at this point, but maybe in the future.
0: And you get to move to a better climate. It's a whole lot of uh, benefits to moving to Miami. Um, and I, I don't think I ever answered the actual question. Do I see it uh, so the Nets are a mess on the back end? Would they ever make a conference finals? Um, it's very hard to say because I think a lot of these teams are getting better. On it. You're very right about the East being top heavy because – I think those top-heavy teams are going to be the probably the reason why the Nets don't make it. It's because the Celtics are really uh, building up steam on a solid team that they can carry into the future. I think eventually they get one championship, but it's going to be after LeBron's era. Uh, you have Philly, which they're not exactly sure what their future is, but they're still very good right now. Uh, you have, of course, the Bucks, which they're just not better than. And uh, what's the other East team that's really good?
1: Um, the
0: 76ers, or I said the 76ers, I said the Celtics, I said the Heat, and I guess the Bucks. It's only four. Okay, so that is the list. Um, but well, the I Pacers that, are
1: I, above the the 76ers. I wouldn't I
0: wouldn't, I wouldn't say the Pacers, even, even if they were in higher standards in the playoffs. I'm just not real scared of the Pacers. Um, I just I don't I don't have the danger that. If anything, I have danger of is them upsetting a team like those, but still, I don't I don't factor them into any type of future danger for the Nets. Um, but I'll, I'll move along. Uh, with adding Ty Lu at head coach for the Nets, are you confident that the move would make the Nets an instant better next team next year than the Milwaukee Bucks?
1: Not at all. Not one bit. Like I was saying before, I feel like he's an average coach. He doesn't really put you over the edge. He's just there. Um, I mean, of course, he does some coaching, but I I don't think he puts you over the top. Um, He's still a pretty younger coach, pretty young coach. Um, He still has some, some time to build up. He can get better. But I think just Kyrie and Kevin Durant will put them... In a good place, but it won't be enough because it's just too much mess behind the scenes.
0: I agree because I, you know, ever since uh, the decision came out about KD going to the Nets, I said his his greatest time will only be his time at the uh, Golden State Warriors, and he will never get another championship. Um, and even then, he would still need two championships to outweigh what decision he made to join the. The Golden State Warriors, and then everybody can have the argument about him not having any if he didn't make that move. Uh, But to draw it back in, um, I say they do not. Of course, they don't make it. (laughs) They're not better than the Bucks uh, next year. But I do think it it likes the possibility they can become the in the top three in the East. and they should be number one just simply off the appearance of the talent, KD Kyrie, but it's the dis- dysfunction behind the scenes. It's whether Ty Lu can really reel all of that in and create a certain type of bond, which is possible with his hiring.
1: Yes, I, I definitely agree. Um, I mean, they'll be one of the top teams in the East, but they won't be the best.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, and dang it, I, how did I, comp- I really remember which the other team is and we completely forgot them. This is quite disrespectful. The Toronto Raptors, they just won the championship. <laughs> We're literally like completely forgot them. Like they never existed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really pay attention to them, but yeah, I, I they, they're still going to be one of the top teams in the East.
0: Yo, that was quite heavily disrespectful. They've literally been at the top of the division for the past five years. And I completely forget them off a playoff list. And they just won the championship last year. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. But (laughs) Um, but I'll move it to uh, the next um, team. As we cover the Rockets, they have been on a four-game losing streak, which is quite different from the wins they were racking up by doing their new small ball uh, type of play without a very tall center. But the past losses have been against the Clippers, the Hornets, the Nets, and the Magic, which is quite disappointing as three of those teams were from the, from the East and from the bottom end of the East where they're not making the playoffs or they're sitting at the very bottom of that playoff race in a week East. So, has the small ball game for the Rockets uh, put them in a disadvantage or an advantage position
1: for the playoffs? Well, I mean... Uh- I find it funny that you bring them failing up at this point whenever we didn't cover them, whenever they were succeeding. But I think that this is just a a product of the system. They're going to fail at times and the shots are just not going to fall and they're just going to have those bad games. And I mean, they, they had three bad losses in a row and James Harden has been playing well. Russell Westbrook, he's still been good, but not as great as he was whenever he was um, playing good for like a month or two. But I I feel like it's more of the process failing than the players. Um, I I feel like they will peak at the right time and get better from here on. Um, Small ball definitely works, but it doesn't always work whenever the shots aren't falling.
0: I can hear you, there, but hey, you didn't really answer the question, but uh, I like the uh, the background there. The question was about whether it's a disadvantage or an advantage for the playoffs. Um, but I say they're they're still at an advantage. Like you're presented by that question, because I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't even sure which way I was gonna take on this one. But I think they're still in an advantage position, uh, because they're getting to fill out the strategy they want to take now they definitely took some bad losses but they racked up a lot of great wins before that um a lot of great ones and russell westbrook actually should have been the player of the month over lebron which i i know lebron did really great that uh but russell westbrook actually averaged i think close to 40 points that uh that month last month so i would say this they're actually at an advantage they get to play out uh, being at the bottom of this and being at the top of this because if they rode this out to being on the top of this and then got to the playoffs and it just didn't work, they would be in some real trouble as they got some embarrassing losses that may actually put a fire up under them or at least look at the holes in the offense they have as they had a 20-point loss against the Magic, a 15-point loss against the Clippers, a nine-point game a loss against the uh, Hornets, and it all started to fall out when they lost by one point against the Knicks.
1: Yeah, um, they just had some bad losses, um, and so, the shots just weren't falling. What are you yeah, gonna say?
0: Yeah, so uh, so are they at a, just because you didn't like? I definitely understand why you took the position you went uh, with uh, the background, but uh, are they in a, at a disadvantage or at an advantage for the playoffs?
1: I think they are still at at an advantage, but they should definitely take these games with caution. Um, definitely take these to a, to an account. And make adjustments because you don't want these type of games in the playoffs because that's just going to get you knocked out in the first round.
0: Yeah. And I know some people would take it disadvantage because they're not playing with a center. Uh, They they might get picked apart when it comes to tall people or uh, under the rebounds. But we're not really sure. They did roll off some really good wins. Um, But moving along and talking about the playoffs for the Rockets, if the Rockets, don't make it past the second round in the West. Do you see the Rockets firing Dan Toney as their head
1: coach? Um, I can see, uh, you know what? I can definitely see that happening mainly because they are very reactionary um, as they, I mean, they should be. He has been there for a while. They brought him in to win a championship and they have been close, but it just hasn't worked out for them and i'm not saying that, that that they will blow up the team but they will try to look for the best option other than the De- 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 for the coach so um i can definitely see that happening they were talking about it last year but uh, they decided to let this year play out and not extend him and let this be that contract year to to let them give them a reason to bring him back
0: okay I can agree. I can agree. Uh, I I can see it happening, but it won't happen. It, it, and the main reason why it won't happen is because there's a lack of options. Who are you replacing him with? And are you still going to get your max amount of effort out of this coach when you have a limited time with these stars? I know they still are up on pretty much on their even swing or like they're right at their peaks or um, – right before going on their downswing when it comes to Russell Westbrook and Harden, even though they're playing very highly right now, we just know that there's a wall at some point for four stars at some point. Uh, I think just due to the fact that there's a lack of options that they won't make that choice, even if they want to do it. And only reason why I said there's a lack of options because it's about the options they would consider. Now there is a great option out there. Um, Mark Jackson, the guy who coached the Warriors before the Warriors won their championship and got replaced with uh, what uh, whoever the head coach is, it doesn't really matter right now. Uh, Steve Kerr. But um, after he, before he did that, he's he's a great option. He has a good resume for being with teams, and I would like to see him win. So, but outside of that, I really don't think they're gonna choose him because the NBA hasn't choose chosen him ever since he's been from the Warriors.
1: Yeah, um, I I, I would definitely have to agree because I, I don't know who we would replace him with. Maybe Tyloo, but, <laughs> that's, <laughs> but a yeah, you, that's a joke. You
0: see, yeah, <laughs> and I definitely would not think that would be a great fit at all. Like I, as much as I think that's a great fit for the Nets, I do not think that's a great fit for the Rockets. I think that'll that would end very quickly, like a year and a half. Uh, now for the Nets, I think that's that's might be the perfect situation for both people for the tyloo wanting to be a head coach again and at least the stars of the nets because Kyrie is very comfortable with tyloo and i think kd trusts
1: Kyrie. yeah um i mean i I guess it is the best fit for them tyloo
0: yeah okay so uh, we at least agreed a little bit there and with the rockets i don't i I think they would fire him if they don't make it to the second round and they will definitely want to. But it's just that lack of options. Who are you replacing him with? And I still think they want somebody whose name is known.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. OK, uh,
0: but uh, we have a little smaller segment here before we ended out uh, with the NFL and Dak Prescott's negotiations with the Cowboys. Now this has been going on for months, and all throughout the past season of the NFL, the Cowboys and their starting quarterback has had problems reaching an agreement for a future playing contract. Dak feels he should be paid in the 40 million per year range, as the Cowboys feel he should be giving a hometown discount due to the outside money endorsements comes from being the starting quarterback of the Cowboys and looking to pay him around $30 million per year, which is about a $10 million difference per year. Um, but Dak did end last year in the top five of QBs in the NFL League by stats. So what is the biggest thing that is keeping both sides from reaching a right-priced agreement?
1: Well, from, from what I hear, it's the guaranteed money. He wants to have somewhere near... I'm guessing somewhere near uh, $100 million guaranteed, which is great. Um, That would, I'm pretty sure, guarantee most of his contract. He doesn't want to be left out to dry, and they can just cut him later on without paying him. Um, I I think that's the biggest thing holding this deal back. Um, I I mean, I I say go ahead and give it to him. Give him $100 million guaranteed. Um, You can just make it where it's spread out over let's say six or seven seasons um pay him like 35 million a year and 100 million guaranteed uh and leave it at that i'm pretty sure that's the only thing that's holding them back
0: i don't think that's the only thing because i think they're trying to play games cowboys are definitely trying to play games with Dak and uh what he should take or How much do you care? They're playing a very big media game, which may really sour both sides. Um, Dak, I don't think is really going to take offense, but if he's like maybe 65% of the rest of the population, they would feel some type of way about the way they're conducting business uh, with Dak. They're trying to make him out to be someone who doesn't care about the Cowboys' future. And that he should be spreading the money. He should be taking a discount so that he he doesn't he's he doesn't, he, he doesn't want to win a championship if he's not taking less money and they're doing it through the media.
1: Oh yeah, they're definitely playing games. But um, I was on that boat that he should take less because he can get his money uh later on and they should spread out the money throughout the team. But I think they should definitely pay him. Um, he's definitely gone through the the rains and he's he's shown up he's proven that he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league i mean he's not the best or anything but he's one of the better quarterbacks he's durable he's played every single game and he's always going to be there
0: i can agree and um what i think it i really think it's just the games that the cowboys are playing is the reason why they haven't reached the right agreement. Um, I know we're talking about the guaranteed money, but they I really think they're trying to undercut absolutely everything. And since – uh, sorry, I was about to say LeBron, but um, since Dak actually wants to be conscious of his finances and understand he doesn't understand finances and he hires a lawyer to do the negotiating and all of that stuff, they kind of want to punish him for being smart. They want him to be a j- dumb jock and believe their their intentions on getting better weapons and all this other stuff, and to believe the narrative that they don't have enough money, and he should be taking a discount, and that simply just because he's the starting quarterback of the Cowboys, he should be happy with the money he's getting off the field. Get out of his pockets. That's his money. I understand it's a product of what he does for them, but he it's it's a he is sacrificing his body for your product, which also makes you money. So they have no – they shouldn't even be looking out at his outside money because he's not looking at the Cowboys' outside money or their merchandise outside of where they sell his jersey.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so I, I just think it's the games that the Cowboys are playing that's uh, keeping them from – Reaching ahead, the and they really want to go about the the grimy lawyer long way to do it to their starting quarterback, who they're supposed to love. And I, I, I really just don't like the way they're uh, they're playing it out because they're if you're not really paying attention, you would think that Dak is being selfish.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. But it's definitely some blame on the other side.
0: Yeah, uh, where are there you talking about for Dak?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about the Cowboys.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure where there's blame for Dak in the situation where he's he's only getting money he's owed because he's been on a rookie contract that really does not pay a lot. And that goes back to the old CBA that the NFL signed, where they reduced how much the rookies would uh, make uh, and pretty much created an effect where they didn't pay the, the rookies a lot of money and waited – three to four years in where they're still not making the substantial amount of money. And then they're just cutting old players. So they don't have to pay them the money that was supposed to go to the older players. And they're only paying a very slim amount of stars. NFL is really pimping their product.
1: Yeah. And the players have to make these stands to make a change.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, so, so since the Cowboys could possibly put the franchise tag on deck to pay to play for less this upcoming year because you see a scenario where Dak finds a different football home and where would you see him being best
1: fit I could see him yes I I could see him going somewhere else and I think that place would be Tampa Bay Um, Tampa Bay are looking for a QB
0: Wait, wait. let me finish. Let me finish. (laughs) No, I want to stop you because I actually agreed. That was the thought that was in my head. Go ahead. Keep going.
1: Okay. Yeah. Tampa Bay is um, looking for a quarterback. They are on the edge with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, he had an up and down season. He had 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, which is terrible. But um, Dak, he is the perfect type of quarterback for them. And I think he would flourish in their offense. They already have the weapons. It uh, looks like they can turn around with their defense. And um, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to win them some games. And I think Jameis, the best place for him would be the Patriots, because I would love him at the Patriots. But um, you can uh, comment from there.
0: Okay. yeah. And the only reason why I stopped you in the beginning is because the first thing that came to mind, because I only had thought it right at this moment, uh, on what position or what team I would see him best at, I literally thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when you said it, I was absolutely surprised. Out of all teams, who really thinks of the Bucs uh, that much uh, as a great fit? But I agree. Him and Bruce Arians would flourish, especially since it's a up-and-down division that has the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Falcons just somehow find a way to just not win. Or make it to the playoffs recently, ever since they lost in the Super Bowl. The Panthers are in um, rebuild mode completely and may or may not move Cam. And then the Saints are pretty much on their last leg with Drew Brees, and that's a quick turnaround for a drop off for the team of the Saints. So even by division, that would be a great fit. And I still don't think of it, but if just to answer the first part of the question, I don't see there is as a, as a scenario where Dak is not the quarterback there, and that somehow he ends up at a different place. But I do agree, a great fit would be Tampa Bay. Somehow, some way, the Cowboy fans are gonna guilt Dak into staying.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, he seems pretty stubborn with trying to get this deal. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him with Tampa Bay and then see Jameis maybe go to the Pages somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I, I just I wouldn't say he's being stubborn. He's just getting the money he's owed. And they're they're really like people are slightly indirectly, not even indirectly uh, attacking that for being smart about money, uh, where we wouldn't question if the Cowboys were doing it, uh, that they weren't doing
1: what's best for them. Yeah, but whenever I was saying stubborn, I was just saying not signing the deal that they're trying to offer him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I just want to stay away from any negative annotations towards Dak. Even though I'm not like a gung ho Dak fan or anything, I just don't particularly like the narrative that the Cowboys are pushing. And I don't want anybody to view it as Dak's not doing his due diligence or doing what he's supposed to do, especially the way the Cowboys have reacted to him getting the money he's owed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah,
0: And to the last question, uh, do you have any belief that Dak and the Cowboys could win a Super Bowl in the next three years if they do reach a deal agreement?
1: I think they definitely can. Um, I mean, they have the parts to make a championship run. Um, they, they have a new coach in place who could probably, maybe, fi- put a fire under the players and get them riled up and get them in the right places. He is a Super Bowl-winning coach, Mike McCarthy. Even though it's been a while, he has the talent to do it. And um, a, a change in, in, in the voice in the locker room just might get them over the edge to get that Super Bowl.
0: So, yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, that will more than uh, – it's a whole lot of luck that comes with the NFL and winning a Super Bowl, but they do have the parts, uh, so I do think they should follow suit. Um, but there has been a recent update when it comes to the NFL. Uh, the NFLPA vote was supposed to be delayed till March 15th as there have been some problems with agreeing on the terms, uh, things like 17-game season, uh, along with uh, a longer playoffs and other things that they have to agree on money-wise for the players and the NFL. But recently, like uh, just now, not too long, um, the NFL players will not, it came out that the NFL players won't, be allowed to change their CBA votes, despite many requests to do so. Uh, So I ask, do you think that the NFL and the NFL players will ever reach a point where they see eye to eye on finances?
1: Mm, No, I I don't think there'll ever be a point where they reach uh, some some type of agreement as far as finances. The players want to make as much as possible, and the NFL owners want to give them as least as possible. Um, So you got two sides pulling against each other and neither one will be happy in the end. They'll just come to, I guess, agree to disagree and go on about their business so they can make some money.
0: I can agree. I don't think they're ever going to really reach a agreeable amount because the NFL really withholds a lot of the money that they they get in and they feel that they should only play these players a certain amount because it's already a lot to them and to the normal, the general public. But when it comes to compared to the income that they have coming in as being the most popular American sport, um, we literally almost have a holiday for the Super Bowl. Um, so. I don't think they're going to see eye to eye or reach an agreement where the players are going to feel like they're fairly being uh, paid because more than likely they're uh, rotating out the players on such a a, a way or influence wise that there's not enough steam from one player along with a group of players that can actually uh, get things to be changed.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. There, there's too many players coming in and out of the league to the point where they don't have enough representation and uh, rapport with the owners so they can make a change. And
0: yeah, and it's really a narrative of you should be happy you even are in the league. You, you should be happy you even play for us as you are the main product. But hey, you should be happy you're even here. And most times, most players do treat it that way because they know that the NFL selection and whether uh, they're going to get the play start or anything like that is really dictated by the organization of the NFL.
1: Yeah, um, that, that's for most players in the NFL, because they've been doubted all their, their life. And to get that one chance, they just feel like they're lucky just to be in the NFL or on a certain team.
0: Yeah, and with this vote uh, not being able to be changed, uh, which was agreed upon with a 17-game season and longer playoffs, do you think it's fair that the players that do represent the overall mass of NFL players, is it fair to those players that they are not allowed to vote again?
1: No, I don't think it's fair. Um the NFL just wants to get this deal done as fast as possible, and they want to milk them for as much as they can. Uh, there was even some type of uh, news where they, they were hoping that the agreement failed so they can come back again and try to put in 18-game regular season, which is ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're just trying to get as much out of them as they can without paying them the proper amount.
0: I completely agree. And, and as much as we feel they make, it is not equal to what the owners make. And it's not I wouldn't say that the owners should be making less or even close to the top player. But when you have a billion dollar business uh, with the amount of revenue that they have coming in, uh, you should at least be splitting the 50 percent of it with the players.
1: Yes, I, I agree. And those owners, I mean, they already have money just from other places. This is almost like their hobby in a way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is outside of Jerry Jones. And his is still is just a very expensive hobby. Like he's very into his hobby. Yeah,
1: I agree um, that it's.
0: That's it. I agree. But it's, overall, it is unfair that these players will not uh, get the vote on something that will control their lives, uh, their injuries and how their their whole career goes uh, as they extend the wear and tear on their body per year. Um, but that was the last subject. And we'll give you a whole, a whole lot of great information about sports coming up. And this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Uh, we move into the questions, which is re- very quick. Uh, like always, there's three questions, some multiple choice. Your guess is about as good as mine. Mohammed comes up with the questions, and I try to give you a little information about the things I do know about it. Uh, but go ahead with the first question, Mohammed.
1: All right. Which of the following NBA greats had the nickname The Big Fundamental? A, Tim Duncan. B, Shaq. Or C. Chris Webber.
0: Hmm. Nice selections, but I definitely know this answer. Uh, but um, we we're going to count out one. Um, because the nickname for Shaq was Superman, so we're just uh, going to count that one out, and I'll go ahead and let you repeat the question and answer again.
1: All right. Which of the following NBA greats had the nickname "The Big Fundamental"? A. Tim Duncan. B, Shaq, or C, Chris Webber?
0: It is hands down Tim Duncan. Uh, I'm not sure what Chris Webber's nickname was, but I definitely know uh, the big fundamental was the greatest power forward ever, uh, Tim Duncan.
1: That is correct. And Shaq was also called, you know, Diesel.
0: Yeah, Diesel. He had a few nicknames, but I would just go on with the most obvious, the one he got tattooed on his arm, um,
1: Superman. Yeah, I don't don't know about Chris Webber. I just threw him in there. But on the number two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which of the following NBA players is currently averaging 29 points, nine assists, and four rebounds? A, Trey Young, B, Damian Lillard, or C, Devin Booker? Mm.
0: I'm not quite sure. I know Trey Young scores a lot, but I don't think he assists a lot. Um, Devin Booker, he's more than likely the better choice. And who was the third person The number uh, be?
1: Dame Dollar. Dame Dollar.
0: I think he's hurt, but uh, I'll let you ask ask the question and answer
1: again. Which of the following NBA players is currently averaging 29 points, 9 assists, and four rebounds? A, Trey Young, B, Damian Lillard, or C, Devin Booker?
0: Mm. I'm going to go with uh, Devin Booker. I, I, I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm going to go with Devin, Devin Booker.
1: That's wrong. Oh. It's Trey Young.
0: Wow, okay. This He's having a pretty guys. good season.
1: Yeah.
0: Devin, yeah. I, I know he scores, but I, I, I wasn't sure whether he had the assists like that. Uh, so, okay, one for one. I'll go with the last question.
1: All right. Which of the following current NBA players have never led the league in assists? A, Russell Westbrook, B, Rajan Rondo, or C, John Wall? Never led the league in
0: assists. So, I... I'm just going to try to count one out because I think Rondo has, but I'm just not sure because he just, like this past weekend, became the all, 15th all-time uh, – he he reached the 15th spot on the all-time list for assists um, for all players. So I'm I'm going to count out Rondo, but I may be wrong because you don't have to lead the league uh, for a season to obtain something like that. Uh, you just got to be kind of steady, quite steady. Um, but ask, ask the question and answer again, and maybe I can get this.
1: Which of the following current NBA players have never led the league in assists? A, Russell Westbrook, B, Rajon Rondo, or C, John Wall? God. I'm so stuck between John Wall and, uh, who was that again? Westbrook.
0: Westbrook. Ugh. Westbrook has a crazy amount of triple doubles. So dang, that's such a hard question. Um and who's uh C again? John Wall. John Wall, God.
1: He does dish the ball out too. Oh, God, this makes it very, very
0: hard. But I'ma say Russell Westbrook.
1: Not too sure on to the answer. Him. That's wrong. It's John John Wall. I should have went with the obvious. (laughs) Yeah, Russell Westbrook, he's led the league in assists twice. He Uh, actually did it the past, what, I think it was two years ago? He did it twice.
0: See, I just could not figure it out in my head because it's been a while since John Wall's actually played. And it just made it really hard in my head. But he was the most obvious. I felt like it was a trick question, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And actually... Russell Westbrook did it last year and the year before that. So, okay. there you go. Well,
0: that wasn't a smart answer on my part. but uh, <laughs> uh, Rojan Rondo's it?
1: done it three times.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking that Rondo did it because he got on the all-time list there. Um, but this has been So You Think You Know Sports. See you next week.